0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. This week, we're answering general questions that have been submitted. Today's question is, where is Jesus found in the Old Testament, Pastor Michael? There are a couple angles that you could answer this question. For example, the person might be saying, um, is Jesus prophesied about in the Old Testament? And clearly, he's prophesied about over and over and over again. There is a massive Jewish expectation for a Savior who we now know is Jesus. But um, I'm going to answer the question as if they are asking the following where is Jesus physically found in the old Testament? Where does Jesus show up in the Old Testament? If he is eternally preexistent, um, you would expect that you would see Jesus in the, in the Old Testament. And so one of the challenges with that is that Jesus doesn't get the name Jesus until the New Testament. So before that, um, the Jewish people would have no idea, even if they could have a conversation with Jesus, that his name would be Jesus. So um, we're not looking per se for the name of Jesus. We're looking for uh, examples of Jesus showing. Showing up physically. And so here's a general rule that is just really helpful when you're reading the Old Testament. Um, anytime God shows up in physical form, it's always Jesus. Um, They may not have known him as Jesus. They may not have understood as clearly as we do the nature of the Trinity, one God in three persons, father, son, and spirit. Um, But here's what we know. If you ever see God in the flesh in the Old Testament, it wasn't the spirit because the spirit is spirit. And it isn't the father because the father is invisible. Uh, It is always necessarily Jesus. So one place where Jesus shows up, but he's not identified is in the creation account. And so in creation, when I ask people who made the world, the father, the son, or the spirit, um, I think people naturally want to go to the father, but the father ordained that it happened. The son is the one who executed the creation. So Colossians chapter one, verse 16 says, for by him, Jesus All things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And FYI, verse 17 says, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. So when you ask the question, who made the world? Well, in Genesis 1, when the world is being created, it is actually Jesus who is forming the creation. He is speaking and matter and spiritual entities begin to, to exist because he created everything. But there's a, another category where, where God physically shows up in the Old Testament. And generally speaking, the word or the description that is used is the following, the angel of the Lord, which is different than an angel of the Lord. And uh, we're not talking about the King James also, because the King James um, can get a little bit confusing in differentiating between the angel of the Lord and an angel of the Lord. We'll say in the NIV, ESV, NAS, some of the more modern translations, when you find this phrase, the, the angel of the Lord, um, it is always the pre-incarnate Jesus coming to the earth to do something. So a couple examples of this, the angel of the Lord meets Abraham. The angel of the Lord seems to wrestle with Jacob. Jacob um, identifies him later as wrestling with God. Mm -hmm. And there's one example of the angel of the Lord that is my favorite, and it comes from the book of 2 Samuel chapter 24. Um, The same story is also recorded in 1 Chronicles chapter 21. And uh, the story is this, David has disobeyed God by taking a census, and what may not seem like a big deal to us was a huge deal to God. And so God sends the angel of the Lord to kill like thousands of people. So here's what 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 16 says. And when the angel stretched out his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it after he had already killed, by the way, 70,000 people, the Lord, meaning the father, relented from the calamity and said to the angel who was working destruction among the people, it is enough. Now stay your hand and then it goes on and says, and the angel of the Lord was by the threshing floor of Arana of the Jebusite. And so God, the father sends Jesus, the, who is known as the angel of the Lord pre-incarnation to destroy. And he kills 70,000 people. Jesus kills 70,000 people in the old Testament. And then the father says, okay, that's enough. The corresponding account in 1 Chronicles, I think, really tells um, a really interesting perspective on this story. It says, David lifted his eyes while Jesus, the angel of the Lord, is killing 70,000 of the Israelites and saw the angel of the Lord standing between earth and heaven and in his hand a drawn sword stretched out over Jerusalem and then David and the elders clothed in sackcloth sackcloth fell upon their faces. And so you put the stories together and here's what happens. David sins. God, the father sends Jesus known as the angel of the Lord in this context to kill 70,000 people as Jesus extends his sword over the city of Jerusalem to destroy it. David and the elders see it. They go before God and they fall on their faces and they pray. And God, the father says, enough is enough. Calm your hand. We're done killing people for the day. I mean, That's pretty intense. That Mm -hmm. kind of blows out of your mind, your normal conceptions of who who Jesus is is and what he's doing, you know? And uh, so here's what we see that Jesus pops up as the angel of the Lord throughout the um, Old Testament. And whenever you see God taking physical form, it is always necessarily Jesus doing it. So in the Garden of Eden, um, God was walking with Adam in the cool of the day. Well, who was that? Jesus. It was Jesus. Jesus had just created the world, and now he's walking with Adam and Eve, and it's beautiful, and it's perfect. And one day, we will be able to walk in the cool of the day and the new earth with Jesus. I can't wait, and I'm so, so curious to see what he looks like. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for that clarity. Listeners, don't forget you can submit your questions to our podcast by going to our church website, vcob.org. And just click the link that says Q&A podcast question, fill that out and submit it to us. Please join us tomorrow when our question will be, when is it appropriate to pray the salvation prayer with a child?